Sick of being upsold at gyms? My guy, you're currently a base member. For $90 more, I can upgrade you to our Shred membership. For $130 more, you'll be a swole member. And for just $300 more, you'll reach Sweat Platinum. At Planet Fitness, you'll get energy without the upsell. Never pushy, always free fitness training and equipment for every workout. It's fitness that fits your budget. Join Planet Fitness for just $1 down and $10 a month. Cancel anytime. Deal ends Friday, May 10th. See Home Club for details. Bell? Yes. No more shenanigans. Okay, okay, I guess. Last week was crazy. Now, I did my best editing-wise to make sure that our loyal podcast listeners did not get bombarded by the shenanigans. She who will not be named this episode, out of it, all right? And and just to be clear, we're not anti-she who will not be named. I agree. I'm just... The shenanigans, we, 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 got, we got to rein it in. There's, there can be no more shenanigans on this show. It, it, this is a shenanigans-free show. What's going on, man? Oh, you know what's going on. I'm gonna make a change. It was written on the <laughs> wall. Once in my life. It's gonna feel real good. Are we doing more classic music? We can't do this unless it's relevant. I just, you know, this is the most relevant this has ever been on the show. Michael Jackson? Oh, just wait. Just wait. I don't think anybody was. This is moved. better. The, the, the hook in this song is more relevant than the hook in the Michael Bolton Lonely Island song. Okay. <sighs> I mean, come on. Like, are you ready? Are you feeling it? I see that a summer dis regarded a broken bottle top all right top i see it okay okay all right yeah 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 broken bottle top that's that's fine that's fine this at what a pineapple points out it was barely relevant last week why is this one supposed (laughs) i don't get why this one is supposed to be relevant Accelerating your fandom, this is Flash TV Talk. Welcome to Flash TV Talk, the fan podcast dedicated to news, reviews, and more for the hits of the CW show, The Flash. I'm Bo. And I'm Bell. Bell, man, how you doing tonight? Man, I'm doing great. You know, I had a conversation with the man in the mirror earlier. Oh, did you? And I, I told him <laughs> to change his ways. And, you know, it's it's just hard. It's hard sometimes. It, it is it is hard to do that. Look, uh, you guys are awesome for tuning into this podcast. We love you guys so much for doing it. Uh, you know, last week when we put out this podcast, as, as some of you know, and hopefully most of you don't, at the tail end after the music, we put a bunch of, shall we say, shenanigans uh, from our recording session, things that the live show, people who tune into our live chat, they are, they are uh, quite accustomed to. However, we tend to cut it out because professionalism. However, yes. we it was just it was too fun, so we decided to, uh, to tack it on at the end. But I can promise you tonight, no more shenanigans, uh, or at least if they are, then stay tuned after the music because who knows. <laughs> <laughs> but but preferably not, man. It makes it a, a crazy editing job. If nothing else, it was kind of a, a nice way for you to see how much editing goes into making this a focused podcast where we stay on topic and talk about the things that we have set in motion to talk about. I would love for whoever listened to the live chat last week to listen to the uh, professional version of last week's podcast and uh, note the differences because that would just be hilarious because it'd be like 40, 50 pages at least. Of edits. No, it was straight up. It was, it, I mean, it was straight up like 20 minutes share talk. And even, and I even, even, share in, TV talk. I don't know. It was share TV talk. And even, even like I left in the 15 minutes of it at the tail end of the episode for anybody to enjoy. And we got, we, we, we got feedback. No qualms, but feedback. Minor qualms. Like, like positive, negative? I think what, what I, the one tweet that I retweeted out that kind of summed it all up was uh, I listened to the podcast last week. Now I can't stop getting this uh, song out of my head and I have disturbing images. That, that are keeping me up at night or something of that nature. So you're welcome, well, Internet. That's now our- you know how all those soldiers on that battleship felt. We got a great show planned for you guys tonight. Trust me, it is going to be a good one. We're talking about 
uh, a great episode. Before we do that, I got to tell you to be sure to stay tuned uh, to later in the program when we do the feedback because we will be giving away a free digital comic at the end of this episode. So it could be you if you have gone on to iTunes and written us a review. That's how we select uh, who gets a free digital comic. So stay tuned to find out if you are a winner. That being said, Bell, let's jump into the rundown. The rundown. Episode four of season three, New Rogues, directed by Stefan Plazinski and story by Benjamin Robb and Derek A. Hughes. Bell, what happened this episode? Well, three years ago, Sam Scudder and Rosalind Dillon, former cohorts of Leonard Snart, were caught in the original particle accelerator explosion. Wells suggests the team locate a doppelganger of his from another Earth to replace him on the team when he and Jesse leave. Scudder returns from being trapped in a mirror-like dimension with the ability to transport himself and others through reflective surfaces. He reunites with Rosalind, who now has vertigo-inducing powers, and the pair go on a crime spree. Barry and Jesse, now Jesse Quick, confront them but are defeated and Barry ends up trapped inside a mirror by Scudder. Caitlin secretly uses her emerging ice powers to help Barry free himself from his predicament. He and Jesse then uh, successfully capture Scudder and Rosalind. After evaluating other candidates, the team recruits the friendly and eccentric Wells of Earth-19, despite Earth-2 Wells' misgivings. Jesse and her father then return to Earth-2 with Wells apprising Sisko about Barry's suspicious escape. That night, Caitlin accidentally freezes the water in her shower, and her appearance begins showing signs of her Earth-2 doppelganger. Dun, dun, dun. <laughs> Look, what, once again, we are presented with an episode where I think the writing is top notch. Some of the best that we've gotten in the series. They, they've been firing on all cylinders, in my opinion, uh, since season three began. And uh, Benjamin, Rob, Derek Hughes, y'all are awesome. Thank y'all so much for this episode because we got some of the best character interactions. And there's so many different places we could start. But I've got to start with the whole West Allen virus uh, uh, Joe, Papa Joe dealing with the, it's the Lannisters, man. We got a Lannister dating situation that's going on right now. And it's, uh, it's, they, it's they, hilarious. Yeah. They did everything, but flat out say it. Yeah. Right. He's like, uh, well, you know, cause Joe, you know, he's, he's your dad and he's also, he's, he's my dad. Uh, well, he's Joe. <laughs> like, yeah. It's like, how can we acknowledge? Know, I, I love, I love you. And, and I love Joe and Joe loves you and, and Joe loves me. And, and I, I don't know how this is <laughs> not going to be awkward at all. No, it was brilliant. I loved I love that they're addressing that. And I love that it's not, you know, like y- you get to kind of this, um, you know, the desired relationship, right? At the end of the day, this is the the destined relationship. This is the one that uh, most of the, the the fans tuning in are probably pulling for. I know there's still some, uh, what is it, Snowberry? That's the uh, Caitlin Barry Allen uh no, that's never going to happen. Well, I mean, I know it's never going to happen, but I, I, I do believe that is the, the preferred nomenclature for that, perhaps, uh, uh, shipper group. But, uh, but, but one way or the other, I mean, the vast majority of us, at least to those who are kind of dedicated or are, are hoping to see uh, similar stories that carry through to the comics, we, we, we want to see their relationship. We want to see it work, but not not forced, right? Not like all of a sudden everything is all hunky dory and perfect. And, and uh, it would just, it would just, it wouldn't work if it was that way, especially given the fact that, yes, she's basically his adopted. I mean, she is his adopted sister. I can't even say it. Like, that's the thing, right? Like they addressed it about the same way that I could talk about it. But, but I mean, you know, did Joe just like, he, he never adopted him legally as his child. He was his guardian and they have a, (laughs) uh, a father son relationship, but did he not adopt him legally? I thought he was his legal guardian. Right. That doesn't mean you adopt the kid legally. Oh, well, for all intents and purposes, man, I mean, that he's he's Joe is his his dad. Joe's his dad. Yeah, but not by blood. Well, I mean, but still, there's there's still a relate. Like, all right. Did you ever watch Arrested Development? Uh, I've seen episodes of Arrested Development. OK, so at the you do you know the whole kind of subplot about George Michael, the son and uh, his cousin and his cousin, maybe. Yes, yes. Who may maybe not his cousin. <laughs> so so spoilers by the way, but I mean, man, it's been out like over a decade. Uh spoilers for that series, but you know, she at the very tail end of season 3, you find out of course that she's not actually a blood relative. And so George Michael's kind of debating as to whether or not he should go for it, and his dad gives him some great advice, which is like, yeah, but you know, she may not be a blood relative, but she is family. 
And, you know, if it doesn't work out, that's, that's going to be really difficult for, you know, for you. And and, I mean, she's still going to be a part of your life, even if it doesn't work out. And despite the whole, you know, hilariousness of the situation, you know, there's some wisdom in that, uh, that I think that Barry, you know, Barry could have, could have watched and everything else. But here's the difference is that they're, those were teenagers here. We have full grown adults and again, destined, uh, a destined love connection as it is. So I'm, I'm fine with it. I don't have a problem with it, but I sure as heck understand everybody else in the scenario having a problem with it. Uh, I'm I actually, sure. I kind of love the fact that Iris is so kind of cavalier about it. Yeah. You know, she, th- that, that distinction never really crossed her mind because I don't think, I, I don't know, maybe she never viewed him as like a, you know, a brother kind of thing, but like they grew up as great friends and, and the, the whole like, you know, sibling connection never registered in her mind. Yeah. Well, I mean, I, I think that there's that I, she even had kind of lines, I think in season one mentioning kind of the whole him being like a brother or him being her brother or, or something of that nature. Uh, but in kind of a friend zoned type of area, like he's been, he's been in the friend zone and, yeah. and he's been like securely and safely there since, you know, the moment he arrived in their house. So yeah, I don't think it was the the relational aspect of it. I think the relational aspect of it really does come more from the fact that you know, Joe has been Barry's father and that that relationship has very much been a father and son relationship. And so, you know, it is, that's difficult for everybody involved. And even when Joe said, like, even when Iris was like, you know, oh, see, you know, my dad's fine with it. And Joe was like, I'm not totally fine with it. (laughs) (laughs) I thought that was great. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. But and I, their, their their conversation, Barry and Joe's conversation where they were just sitting there like, yeah, so Joe, I need to talk to you. You know, sometimes Iris and I, he was trying to like, you know, just, just the way he's beating around the bush about the whole thing is like, you know, when, when we put our lips together and make <laughs> kissing right. noises, like, yeah, we, okay, okay. I get it. You know, <laughs> he's like, you're going to make out with my daughter. You're like my son. It's weird, <laughs> but not as weird as this conversation. <laughs> right. Exactly. I, it was, it was brilliant. So well handled to the writers uh, on, on this one. I got to tell you, man, I come to this show for the time travel, but I stay for the relationships. It's, it's, it's so good. I, 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 you I, I'm a Westland all the way. I might make t-shirts. Westland t-shirts. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I, I would, I would make virus t-shirts. Well, just I'd because... say I, I caught a virus at the Westland. Cause again, Westland sounds like a hotel to me. <laughs> I stayed at the Westland and all I got was a crappy virus. <laughs> Not a crappy virus, man. This is a virus. I don't want to cure from. That's true. I'm That's all true. About this virus. Uh, but yeah, so loved, loved that. That was, that was, absolutely perfect in every single way. Uh, something that I did not find perfect in every single way is, is the bait and switch. Now, when this episode opens up, it's, it's, you know, we get a scene from three years ago. Was there words on the screen that stated it was three years ago? Yes. It said three years ago. Uh, see, I didn't read. So that's on me, but like I did, so I missed the three years ago. And so I start watching this. And of course we get the introduction of mirror master and top. We'll talk more about them in a second, but the the reintroduction, you know, of Leonard Snart. And I thought, oh my gosh, this is great. Flashpoint, you know, Barry changing the timeline brought, you know, there's, there's in this new timeline he's created, you know, there is a new Captain Cold or Captain Cold didn't die except for, you know, maybe this way legends can have their own Captain Cold. And this one is the new Captain Cold. And now we have Captain Cold back. Uh, but they were very uh, almost explicit in explaining, nope, Captain Cold left and he's not coming back. And I got to tell you, man, that broke my heart. Yeah. Well, I mean, they didn't say he's not coming back. They just like, you know, well, Barry said, well, no. Oliver said that that he's going on a trip or something like that. Uh, he's going on a trip and a time travel ship up into the sky. Legends of tomorrow. Yeah, where do you pull these songs from? There's like, a where, where did- little Einstein's. My, my daughter just started getting really like, super into it. Oh, uh, OK. Yeah. It's a catchy theme song. Leonard Snart. I, I want him back, man. And I, I, I know that yeah, he's, so much. See, the thing is, we knew this stuff, right? We knew that he was going to be signed, uh, signed on. That uh, Wentworth Miller was signed on to make appearances. And you know, my my concern has always been that it's just going to be in flashbacks or or in you know whenever they go to the past. But we need we need him back. He's he's a top tier rogue. Uh, he he's Captain Freaking Cold. Yeah, and and my I saw the episode title and it said the new rogues. And then I saw Leonard Snart and I was thinking the same thing. I was like, yeah, we're going to get some Snart action. And then I was like, wait, the new rogues, that would mean that the other ones that we've seen are the old rogues. 
And I, I'm super happy that they're setting up a new batch of rogues, but I just think the rogues aren't the rogues unless we got some Captain Cold. I mean, he's one of he's one of the top tier, right? I mean, when it, when you think of like top tier rogues, and obviously there's several, and there are several who have been members of the rogues in the comics. But when you think of top tier rogues, you do think of you think of Weather Wizard, you think of uh, uh, you think of Gorilla Grodd. Uh, even though Gorilla mm-hmm. Grodd was never necessarily a member of the rogues, you just think of him as one of the Flash's top tier rogues. Uh, yeah. Same thing with the Reverse Flash. Uh, mirror master, which awesome. We finally got mirror master. I was so stoked and I'm, I'm actually really, really glad and, and happy with the way they portrayed him. But at the very top of the line, uh, in, in terms of the leaders of the rogues, he's the king of the rogues. Uh, and that, and that is uh captain cold. So I, I am, I'm holding out hope that we'll get him back. I think it's season four. Well, here's the, the, the problem is that flashpoint was the perfect excuse to bring him back. You know what I mean? Yeah, but that's the thing, though. You know, there's all these external factors. Like if it was a perfect world, uh, Wentworth Miller would be able to do all the things that he wants to do and all the shows that want him on there. But, you know, he's got, okay, this show wants me. That show wants me. He's got to make some concessions, right? I'm not saying he's he's got to be back every single episode. I mean, even if it's just one or once or twice, I'm just saying I need him existing in this universe and I want him existing as a villain Uh, because Legends of Tomorrow you know, as as I expressed my concern with Legend of Tomorrow, I was worried they were going to take Captain Hulk Cold and either make you know turn him into a hero or kill him, and they did both. <laughs> so <I'm, laughs> I call foul on Legends of Tomorrow for that. And so I thought, okay, well, well the Flashpoint, we get we get another one, and that way Legends of Tomorrow gets a heroic arc for the for their character that they could even do some different stuff with from time to time. And uh, and then we get a new timeline with a with a new uh, Captain Cold, and and this can be the villainous one that never went on that heroic arc. So yeah, that that's well, you know, there, there's there's a cold gun now because Snart didn't you know take it because like Cisco made a new one, so that weapon's there. <sighs> yeah. Okay. And I mean, so I don't know. There, there, and, and it didn't well. So because I, I don't know the way time travel works. I, I'm still I'm still hopeful that there's going to be like like a rogue reunion. At some point, I'm going to have Captain Cold going to have everybody and, and it's going to be it's going to be just the best like that's going to be the best like it's, it's going to have Trickster. It's going to have everybody and they're all going to be led by, you know, a valiant, not valiant, but like evil valiant Captain Cold riding on like an ice steed or something like that, you know, with his saber up in his cold saber in the air saying, you know, Sally forth, my rogues take the city. I'm going to you know. I'm going to give a wild speculation. You ready for this? Let's do it. Oh, Jonas is right. Trickster. I'm, I'm sorry. I should have definitely mentioned Trickster is one of the top tier. Uh, uh, Jonas in the chat, throwing that out. Good job. Here's my wild speculation. Golden Glider is going to come back and she's going to be the new Captain Cold. And I'm not going to be happy about it. Because <laughs> I, I don't want a Captain Cold. I want Leonard Snart. I want Wentworth Miller as Captain Cold. So what if they... Uh, there's, it's always been Leonard Snart, right? Because there have been two Mirror Masters. Uh, we'll, we'll talk I about that later. That's but, right. Uh, it's always been Snart? I believe that's correct. Okay. Okay. So, yeah. Then it's got to be Snart. That's been true for and, my money. Yeah. Okay. Well, I, I don't know. Yeah. I, I agree with you. I want to see them all back. But I don't think they're going to bring Golden, Glider, Golden Glider back without bringing Snart. Unless there's some kind of, you know plot mechanism they need to drive forward well like i said it's complete random wild speculation but uh regardless we don't have cold but we do get the introduction of two new rogues uh and i'm talking about the man in the mirror (laughs) right man mirror master we finally get an introduction of mirror master someone whose presence i feel uh has been has been desired and, and somewhat missing from the series since since season one um what did you think of this interpretation of mirror master I liked him. I liked him except for one thing. I was hoping for some green and some orange. Right, right. At some point, at some point, like I, I get the whole suit. Like he's trying to be like this classy kind of gangster guy. That that I'm, I'm fine with that. That's okay. But I was hoping maybe like some kind of like gangster guy with a horrible fashion sense who wears you know green suits with orange shirts. Yeah. Well. Okay. But but see, this is what you got to remember. Um, Weather wizard also rolling around in kind of black suits or trench coats and such. We never really see him wearing anything even remotely like his costume. That's true. And uh, yeah, now what if it's something like this? All right. Oh, go ahead. Go ahead. No, I mean, go, go for it. Okay. Okay. So we have, uh, 
we have, uh, you know, basically plainclothes rogues, right? Uh, you know, Snart's got his parka, which makes sense because he's got a cold gun. Uh, parka, but, yeah. Know, Mirror so Master. Trickster, Trickster is definitely not plainclothes. Well, that, that, that's, that's true. Pretty much everybody except for, for Trickster and Cold don't really look like their comic counterparts. But now we have two costume speedsters with a potential third costume speedster in Wally West. What if the rogues are like, you know what? Let's just all don costumes. It'll be more fun that way. <laughs> yeah. You, and, and, you and know we, somebody who would be all about that and who would like really like force everybody to do it? Captain Cold. Captain Cold. That's what I'm saying, man. He's missing yep. from the equation. It's like that. I could definitely see that happening, but I can't see any one of these characters getting, I guess maybe Trickster uh, could be like, you know, oh, if we're going to do it, we're going to do it my way. And that means costumes or something of that nature. So yep. perhaps he could be the the, the catalyst to, to bring in the, the costumes. But no, Cold was always the one that had the flair for, you know, create like embracing the, you know, the super villainy, you know, and, and creating kind of yeah. the, uh, the iconic image around Cold that was established by Vibe, you know. So, I, I yeah, I that would be and cool. So the great but. thing about how Snart did it, though, was that it wasn't this whole like, Haha, I'm this crazy snidely whiplash guy and I'm going to like put on a costume and terrorize people. It was like Snart was just like, nah, th- this is this is if you're going to do it, you might as well do it well and you might as well look good while you do it and like you know play to a theme and go that route you know and so yeah he would be the one who'd be like come on guys let's be professional let's do this right we got costume vigilantes we might as well be costume villains yeah i i i I, cold would do it but he's not here i i hate to i'm really sorry to go back to that it is it, it is a bit of a thorn in my side a little bit but um but no overall man i really liked mirror master i loved the power set um, of kind of travel traversing through the mirror verse, uh, even the, uh, the OMG science behind how it all worked <laughs> Enjoyed. Oh yeah. <laughs> enjoyed that. You know, there was even that moment where, you know, Barry is chasing him as he's jumped into the mirror and, uh, Barry's running up and I thought, my God, are we really watching this? Like, is this really happening on network television? Uh, and then ultimately when he traps Barry in the mirror, I even put it out in a tweet, like, you know, we're living in a world where the flash just got trapped in a mirror by mirror master on a network television show. Like this is, this is a great time to be alive. <laughs> oh yeah. Best time to be alive. So really, really great stuff. Yeah. I loved him. Looking forward to more mirror master. Um, what did you think about Barry getting trapped in the mirror? I thought it was neat. Like I, <laughs> I really liked the set piece that they built to do it because I was thinking, uh, cause you know, the, the, the previews for it, they kind of show him getting stuck and stuff like that. And so I was wondering if it was going to be like a CG effect or some kind of weird, whatnot but it was uh one of those it looks like uh you know the things you see on the side of the street that have advertisements in them and whatnot right 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 yeah yeah it looked like it was one of those kiosk things but they actually had barry in there behind a pane of glass or something like that <laughs> that was backlit in a way uh-huh. to make it look and i i just thought that was neat i thought i thought that worked perfectly because you never see barry turn around you never see him like turn sideways because he that thing was so small like he was you know he couldn't turn to look to his left or right Wait, do you so do you think that that was like a that was a practical effect? That was a practical effect. He was standing inside that box. Really? All right. Now, do you you don't you don't know that? I I, I don't know that, but I'm almost entirely positive that that's what it was. Interesting. That might be we because might, we might need to tweet somebody about that. I'm I'm curious to know if that was a practical effect or not. That's cool if that's the case. Well, it was a practical effect that was enhanced by some uh some uh you know probably post-process lighting and stuff like that uh adding the reflections on top of him right right but yeah so because you you could tell the box was was wide enough for him to stand facing outwards and because that's what i was looking for when i saw that because i see him in there and i'm like hmm how did they do this effect I, I i'm almost convinced that he was inside that box and they were doing that as a practical effect interesting uh now we also got the character of the top now the top historically in the comics has been uh, a male so they they uh went kind of uh changing up that character so that it was a female interpretation of the character. Not the first time they've done this. They did this. What was it last season with, um, Oh, the insect girl that was kind of a, a rival for, uh, for Felicity. Do you recall that thought there was going to be like, you know, that they were going to do their interpretation of queen B, but it was not, it was not her. Oh yeah. 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 Uh, gosh, what was her name? The bug eyed bandit. That's thank you. Uh, bug eyed bandit. There Flash we go. CW yeah. Thank you. Thank you. B. Of course, B, B would know. Of course, B would know. Why? <laughs> of course. <laughs> uh, so, yeah, so they did the same thing with Bug-Eyed Bandit. You know, obviously, Flash having a lot of uh, male rogues, it's it's good to get uh, some some diversity in and also with kind of a, a new interpretation of the character. 
Uh, now the the top, you know, when she started talking about vertigo, I, it was one of these weird things. I knew that it was the top, but originally I thought, well, wait, is she connected with Captain Vertigo? No, no relationship in the comics, by the way. Just you know, given the the CW verse, I thought maybe there might be a connection, but um, but no, she's her own thing. Yeah, and I really like the way they did her effect uh, when she when she did it to Mirror Master. And like, you know, he's sitting there holding on to the thing and the room looks like it's turning and he's like holding on for dear life because he thinks the room is spinning. I, I thought that was a pretty neat little effect. Okay, also so that, pretty- that all is what she does, right? She just gives you vertigo. She doesn't literally spin the room. Correct, correct. correct. Okay, I but thought, like, you know, I thought she was ear. warping reality. No, 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 no. She's just, she's messing with your inner ear. And, mm. and it, it, honestly though, like when you get vertigo like that, it's the same thing. Because your world to you, your inner ear is so messed up that you think the world is spinning. And so while gravity is not pulling you to another end of the room, your brain thinks that it is. And so, you know, you're holding on for dear life thinking that you're about to fly off into some odd direction. So uh, I thought that was really, really neat. And that would be a very, very useful power if you're trying to, you know, incapacitate people because vertigo is a terrifying thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The top from the comics has one of the goofiest costumes. It's traditionally true of most of Flash's like rogues. They they tend to kind of uh, go on the goofy side in terms of their costume with with nothing but respect. No disrespect with that. Understand? I, you know, they're all they're all excellent costumes. But there's a a classic goofiness to the tops, whose costume is basically white and green stripes. I'm sorry, yellow and green stripes uh, with with literally a top like a dreidel on his chest. <laughs> I always thought the top yeah. just spent like like twirled around, but that was technically the golden glider. She should have been the top. Yeah, what's up with that? I don't know. <laughs> Craziness. It was the uh, it was the uh, when when the sixties man. But yeah, in, interesting rogues team up between the two of them. Uh, hopefully, we will see them both again. Uh, is Mirror Master is he our new Captain Cold? I mean, you know, you mentioned before with the name being the new rogues, and obviously with Cold being in the flashback. Is this are we to interpret this as kind of a, a passing of the torch for mirror master to be the new uh, primary go-to rogue who will, uh, fu- you know, in the future organize these guys. He's gotta be, he's gotta be, I, you know, I was thinking that when they were showing them at the end of the episode and they had top and mirror master lined up into cells together, that that's going to keep on getting filled with new rogues from this season. And there's going to be a prison break, hopefully by someone named, Captain Cold, and we'll have a power struggle between Mirror Master and Captain Cold, and we'll have the old rogues meet the new rogues, and there'll be this great thing. But I'm 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 almost 100 certain that there's going to be a prison break at some point in this episode. All the rogues are going to get to uh, I guess the new ones that we've seen this season are going to get together and have a team up and fight the Flash. That, that's what I'm hoping for. At least. No, yeah, definitely. The only thing about that though is I don't really see uh you know i don't really see mirror master as a strategist i i don't either but his desire is there like he wants it right and so he may not do the best job at it but he was the one who was saying now that snart's gone the city's mine and he's gonna step up to that role whether or not he does a good job at it is another thing entirely and maybe maybe that's where hopefully i'm just gonna it it, maybe i can will it into existence but you know (laughs) He, uh, mirror master is just going to fumble with the whole leadership thing. And then snart's going to come in and just take control. And they're actually going to have a functional set of rogues. Yeah. I will yeah. will it into existence. Could be definitely could be. I mean, it is, it is very much possible possibility. So those are our rogues. We also got, you know, aside from the fact that we got this great, I, it's not a love triangle, obviously because Joe, but it, we got this great, relationship dynamic with uh, Barry Iris and Joe. We got the introduction of these new villains. We also got some great training montages in the form of Barry uh, bringing up Jesse quick and actually getting a chance to see her in, in full action and in full costume gear. Man, I love a, I love seeing Jesse quick. I, I love her costume. I love her speed uh, and just the, uh, the speed force effect that goes with it. Uh, and I, I got to tell you, I love seeing Barry with a sidekick. Speaking of her costume, did you notice it looks an awful lot like Velocity's costume? You know, you didn't it, notice it. Did it you? did look a little familiar. It did look a little familiar. It may actually be exactly the same, except for uh, Jesse's has a flash symbol on it. The the same uh, domino mask, the same colors, the same cuts, the domino the mask, fabric and everything. Yeah. That googling this right now. Oh wow! Yeah, it's pretty much spot on, isn't it? No cornrows. That's. It. 
I think it's awesome though. Like I, I love that costume. I loved when Velocity wore it. I was well, hang on, no. this is the exact costume. <laughs> yes, it is. And and I'd be willing to bet if you stood Jesse Quick, the actress who plays Jesse Quick, and the actress who played Velocity side by side, they probably look very similar. <laughs> because they're like, hey, we just made this costume for one character and an off, you know, <laughs> for one episode. Uh, yeah, trajectory. <laughs> trajectory, by the way, is the character's name. Trajectory, not Velocity. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Trajectory, uh, not Velocity. This is the exact same costume you're right i don't know why i didn't notice i mean like there was something familiar about it but i just figured it because it was jesse quick yeah and, and and i'm not saying that you know harry was sitting there like going haha i'm gonna reuse a dead person's costume no i think that's exactly it, what he did i i think <laughs> i think that is straight up 112 percent exactly what because it, it's not like it was pre-planned right he, he rolled in, into earth 2 like saying hey help my daughter but like don't let her be a superhero so it's not like oh by the way i also brought over this costume i don't that answers so many questions that I had about that. That's good. <laughs> I didn't mean to like headcanon that. Uh, I just, you know, assume they were reusing the costume because it's a neat looking costume. But no, it makes yeah, total okay. sense. Yeah. For, from now on, that that is exactly what happened. Harry was like, you know what? There's only been one dead person in here, so it's not that weird to wear it. I mean, if there had been multiple dead people in that costume, then sure, I wouldn't give it to my daughter. But one dead person? Look, no big deal. That's that. I mean, that is kind of a tradition, right? Like, oh, a, vil- a villain died. You know, this this is a this used to belong to a villain, and someone died in it uh, here. Like, a- a- AKA Jay Garrick's helmets. That's the exact same thing. <laughs> so, villains. This was that's, your father's lightsaber. He wanted you to have it when you were old enough. Uh, actually, it you was the it, one he killed all the younglings with. Right. Right. Exactly. <laughs> Thanks. <laughs> exactly. That's why the villains aren't wearing costumes, man, because they know if they die, it's just going to be passed on to a hero. <laughs> it's like oh this is a good look better not put it out there otherwise some hero is going to pop up and uh, strip it off my dead body <laughs> yeah. well so so where's naked where's crap. naked linda park that's why naked linda park's still naked that's why she's still naked unless Dude, I'm she's alchemy her, i'm calling it right now i'm calling it right now caitlin when she turns evil or whatever she's going to put on captain colt's park <laughs> Yes. Oh my gosh. I want that to happen. Now I want that to happen. <laughs> yes. Yes. It's got to happen. You heard it here first, folks. Oh, man. Live on Flash TV Talk. But loving, loving the Jesse Quick. Hating that she left, though. That, you know, the, the fact that the Wells, um, you know, skedaddled out of there uh, was kind of a downer for me. You know, in fact, the whole concept of like, oh, well, we, we need another Harrison Wells. Why? Because Tom Cavanaugh's contract's not up. Uh, and, and he's brilliant. So we don't ever want to lose him, which, which is great. It's just like, all right, now we're going to be all invasion of the body snatchers and go find ourselves a friend across the multiverse. I I have to say, I'm kind of in love with the fact that Tom Cavanaugh gets to play the same character, but like slightly different every, like, I, I love, I love that, that theme. Like I I'm, I'm saying go with that every season, have a slightly different. <laughs> I mean, that's exactly spells. what they're doing. Yeah. And it, it is exactly what they're doing now. I, I, I don't know if, because, you know, the preview from the next episode was, was kind of like, maybe there's something nefarious about that. I don't know if I'm cool with like the, the Wells being, you know, is he or is, isn't he, you know, a bad guy kind of thing. Mm. But I love the idea of there being a different Wells every season. Like, I, I love that idea because Tom Cavanaugh is so talented and it's just a joy to watch him play different versions of <laughs> of himself, like in these characters. It's just it's wonderful. No, he is. And you're right. He's he's extremely talented. He's very he's a very funny man. If, if you've never taken the time to check out, actually, he's got a podcast called uh, Mike and Tom Eat Snacks. And it is it is absolutely hilarious. And so, to, you know, listening to him, it was funny when they were rolling through the uh, the Harrison Wells of multiple Earths. Uh, or of, of infinite earths. I kind of thought, Oh, it, I feel like I'm getting a little, uh, Mike and Tommy snacks here, uh, from, from just the stuff that he, he's doing. But yeah. All right. Let's see what we got. We, let's count them down here. We got, uh, uh, dude ranch, uh, Harrison Wells. Yep. Uh, we got, uh, the next, who was the next one? It's it like Victorian steampunk Harrison Wells. Yes. Yes. Victorian. Ste- I, I would have gone with that one personally. Uh, yeah. Although I can't really remember anything that he said, I just like the concept of a Victorian steampunk Harrison Wells. Uh, and then we got, um, yeah, Jonas. That's right. There, there were three. Uh, but when I were talking about this before the, sh- before the show, there, oh, there were four total. Right. That's right. The French that's right. mime. Yes, I, I had blocked it out of my mind because it was terrifying. <laughs> Why? I was Why? Like, no. No, do not pick that one. Please don't pick that one. I don't want there to be a crazy mind clown Harrison Wells. I will not be able to watch the rest of the season. <laughs> so we we got we got the crazy mind. That's right. But then ultimately 
we got uh, Hipsterson Wells or or uh, Harrison Hipster or Hipster Wells or Hipsterson Wells. I, I I can't quite figure out what I want to call him yet, but basically the Harrison Wells of Earth nineteen. Yes, yes, and, and who seems to be, seems, by the way, Tom Cavanaugh. I don't I don't think that's Harrison Wells. I think Harrison Wells of Earth nineteen is just Tom Cavanaugh. Yeah, yeah, pretty pretty sure that's just like he showed up on set wearing those clothes, and he's like, "All right, uh, where's wardrobe? I need to go get dressed." I'm like, "No, Tom, you're fine. You just 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 go on a set like that." Super goofy. Like, oh. Yeah. Hello. Super chill. Nice fun. Greetings, Earthlings. Here's my only thing with that. I'm glad that you like it. I, I think a lot of people have, have kind of stated that they like, uh, you know, this idea of of switching out Harrison Wells from from uh, season to season. My problem is that like. It took me a long time to get used to Harry as opposed like to get over the fact that we were not going to get another Eobard Thawne, Harris, Harrison Wells, that we were not going to get Tom Cavanaugh portraying Harrison Wells. We're not going to get H.G. Eobard. He's gone. He's dead. That's just not going to happen anymore. So I need to get used to Harry. And I got to tell you, when Harry came like popping through the the uh, the old uh, speed cannon and I was like, oh, he's back. I was excited. I was like, oh, you know what? I, they, they sold me on him. At this point, I really dig Harrison Wells of Earth, too. Good on you, Flash. Oh, wait, what? Oh, you're going to take him away? Oh, you, you're going to give me Hipsters and Wells? It's going to be totally different. <laughs> I do completely agree with you. I was so happy to see him come back because I, I had grown really attached to that character until he said, well, why don't you just get a doppelganger from another universe? And I was like, yes, that is brilliant. That is absolutely brilliant because we get to see Tom Cavanaugh do what he does so good, which is just play a different version of himself. Because like, yeah, you know, I was like you. I was the same way. I, I you know, HG Bard was awesome. It was fantastic. And then we got this hairy guy, and I was kind of like, I don't know about this hairy guy. I'm H.G. Bart all the way. And then I was like, that hairy guy's not so bad. Then I was like, I love you, Harry. <laughs> <laughs> right, and right. Then, then he, yeah, and then he goes away, and I was like, oh, sad. Then he comes back, and I was like, yeah, it's Harry. And then he made a pretty valid point. You know, that there's there's infinite Harrys out there. Why not just go grab one of them? Because and I, I like thought about this one. No, because I like this one. That's not a valid point. Well, I, I do too. I like that one too. And and I was just thinking about it like during the commercial break when they were, you know, deciding to go to go do that. And I was just like, wait, this is this is going to be excellent. This is going to be something that's going to be a lot of fun. It's going to make, you know, each season have its own unique kind of thing. And I just, you know, I just like to see people do things that they're really good at. So I love to see Tom Cavanaugh just be an excellent actor and just play these different characters. And so I, I, I was in love with the idea. It's it, it, it's a bittersweet kind of thing because I do like the Harry character i think it's a really cool character i don't think we've seen the last of him honestly this season though i i think he's going to come back uh there's going to be like maybe a, a doppelganger showdown or something like that uh but yeah like i i'm totally on board with this completely on board all right fair enough we'll see what uh, comes from there's a lot of uh, speculation as to what we can expect from uh hipsters and wells i think that's what i'm gonna go with i'm gonna go with hipsters and wells I'm going to think of something and it's going to blow your mind. It, it probably will. That tends to be the uh, the case whenever you do think of something. Um, but yeah, so there you go. Wally busting a move on uh, on on uh, Jesse before she was able to, to head on out. You know, I, I'm more sad for Wally than I am for, for Team Flash for losing Harry because like he was whole reluctant about, you know, because long distance relationships are difficult. <laughs> uh, Cross dimensional relationships. Don't even get me started. I've been in a couple of those and they're 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 out of this world. I mean, they, they they never end well. They never end well. That's true. Uh, but this one didn't even get started, man. I, I hate that because it was nice to see Wally getting, you know, just, just something good happening for him. He was smiling. He was happy. You know, we, we joke about how uh, Jesse and Wally, you know, didn't do anything in the in the in the secret room when they were stuck in there last season. They They got down to something because they were they were, you know, really friendly uh, <laughs> when she came back. So there was something. That had been planted there, possibly, and and uh, little relationship seed, and it's finally growing, and now it's blossoming, and it's about to be cut by the horrible scissors of dimensionality. Yeah, but what's going? I don't know. What are they going to do with Wally? What, what's going on with Wally? Man, he he's he got the short end of the speed stick, and I don't mean the deodorant. <laughs> right. <laughs> right. <laughs> Now he's got the short end of the relationship stick because, you know, he's sitting there sitting with Jesse. They're at, they're at family movie night and, uh, you know, Barry's, you know, macking on his sister. And he's like, well, you know, I could <laughs> mack on this chick, but she's about to go wait, to wait, another wait, dimension. Wait, I'm sorry. Hang on, hang on. When you said Barry's macking on his sister, I initially thought not Wally's sister. I thought Barry's sister. But keep, anyway, keep going. Oh. <laughs> Yeah, you got to remember that, that there actually are biological siblings right, in right. The, the West household. 
just saying he's new to the family. I don't know. Keep going. Yeah, yeah. But anyway, so you know, he he doesn't get the speed. He doesn't get the girl. God, it sucks to be Wally right now. <laughs> he's having a rough time, man. I'm, I, good, good thing. I mean, I would say that good things need to happen to him, and and you know, obviously, good things do need to happen to him, but. You know, let's let's be real here. I think that the uh, the the prediction that many have made about you know Wally perhaps being tempted by the dark side, so to speak, uh, this may be his path to you know a darker future. And in fact, he may not be the only one headed for that dark darker future. And that's going to bring us to this week's speedster speculation. Do you think that Killer Frost is going to be? Well, do you think that Caitlin is going to be Killer Frost by the end of the season? Uh, like, are you talking about full-blown evil villainous Killer Frost? Yeah. You know, we just had an episode called The New Rogues. Killer Frost is a rogue. Well. Uh, let me let me shake my magic eight ball here. I don't know that Killer Frost was ever officially a member of the rogues. And also, she's more of a um, Superman villain, isn't she? Well, that's funny because there's only one Superman and he's not on this earth, so. Right, well, yeah. You know. I'm just saying. I'm like, saying yeah, in the Flash universe. I, no, I, I, yeah, I, I get it. Yeah, she, traditionally she's not a Flash villain, but we have a large cold gap in our lineup of villains, and we all know that cold can affect the Flash. That's why Captain Cold is so, you know, good against him. But uh, so, so there's that gap that needs to be filled, and maybe, maybe that'll be Killer Frost. Maybe Killer Frost will step in to that, you know, Leonard Snart frozen hole in my chest. <laughs> He's so gone. But I don't know. Yeah, I, I, I totally like the writing is on the wall at this point. She used her powers. She took a shower and then froze it. And then she had a streak of, you know, white in her hair and blue lips. It, it's coming. By the way, I was thinking of Livewire as kind of a Superman villain. I, in, in my head, I visually get those two confused from time to time. But uh, of course, uh, Killer Frost was actually more of a Firestorm villain. Ah, yeah. Well, Firestorm's closer to the Flash in this universe, I suppose. Yeah. Full blown evil by the end of the season. Yes or no? I'm going to go ahead and say yes. All right. I'm going to say no. You make your case. So Kevin Smith, for his best intentions, you know, he tweeted out a picture of the script and, uh, you know, people on the Internet, as they do, Without spoilers, uh, were able by to the adjust. Way. This is all speculation. No spoilers. So be careful now. Oh, yeah, this is this is speculation. But uh, I, I, I in order to, to properly argue my case, I have to bring in some of these some of some of these things. OK, we know the name of a future episode. Yes. I think, I think that's that okay to say the names of episodes. It is okay? Yeah, go for it. Okay, so we know that there's an episode. It's going to be directed by Kevin Smith. It's called Killer Frost. Uh, we also know from hearing Earth 2 Killer Frost's backstory that her mother was a uh, one of the factors that kind of turned her to the dark side. We know that Caitlin's mother has been cast for season three of The Flash. Therefore, there's going to be some kind of conflict that's going to turn her and, and obviously she, she's having trouble with these powers. She's having trouble coming, comes, coming to grips with using She's scared of them. There's a lot of fear. Fear leads to anger. Anger leads to hate. Hate leads to <laughs> suffering. Suffering leads to the dark side. Uh-huh. Bada bing, bada bang, bada boom. Killer Frost. All right. All right. Fair enough. Fair enough. Now, here's what I'm going to say. The problem is with that is that once she goes full blown evil, she is either dead and or gone. Now, that, that is not true at all. Well, I, I don't see your redemption path for Killer Frost. All she needs to do is talk to the woman in the mirror. <laughs> and tell her to change her ways. I gotta tell you, this is not shared. It's not. It's not working for me. It, it was a very specific reference for one character on this episode. It wasn't shared, but it was. It was good. It was good. Caitlin Frost not going to be evil by the end of the season. I'll tell you why. Uh, yes, you're right. She is scared. She is confused. However, the path to darkness is a journey, not a light switch as Lex Luthor once said on Smallville. And I think that that is the best way to take a character like Caitlin Snow, who has been such a, you know, such a team member. Yes. Someone who's been emotionally connected and, 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 you know, with every single one of these various heroes and associates. So what I'm saying is that in order for her to become the, the villain that she can be and a truly villainous character, she needs to go through uh, a set a path that goes beyond just oh I'm getting uh, uh, you know oh I'm getting powers and I'm scared and oh now my mom's here and she's the worst. Like there needs to be more. There needs to be betrayal. Uh, there needs to be like Wally at this point is is on a darker path to become a villain than she is. So I don't think that it can happen in just a matter of a few episodes. Now that being said, I could be wrong. You never know what is going to happen down the line, but I think 
that we are seeing her to start that journey. And I hope that we do see by season's end a darker uh, Caitlin, someone that we would not necessarily like, like maybe today thinking of her as a cold blooded killer, no pun intended, that that seems far fetched. But my hope is that by the end of the season, that will no longer seem far fetched. However, I don't think that she'll be there at that point. I think we've got at least another season of, of, of her going down that path. Um, you know, I, I don't want to spoil this since it's another show, but you know, on the, uh, on the Netflix series, Luke Cage, there is a character in that series that you don't really fully realize that you've been watching that character's origin story until the last few minutes of yeah. the, of the series. Brilliantly done. Exactly. And so it, it's one of these things where I think they could do something similar this season to Caitlin so that by the end of it, she's teed up to be a villain, albeit not quite a villain at that stage. Now, Luke Cage, she was totally villain, but uh, point yeah. being, I, you know, I, I don't know. I don't think that she is, but um, I only took that position because you took the other one. So there you go. Well, can I ask you this? You may. So when you think of like the biggest, baddest villain in the history of like cinema and whatever, like who do, who do you think of? I mean, the just like knee jerk reaction. Yeah, just like knee-jerk top of the head, who's the biggest, baddest villain you can think of? Darth Vader. I knew you were going to say that, and I'm so glad that you did. Biggest, baddest villain in the galaxy and all of cinema, Darth Vader, absolutely. And you're going to sit here and tell me that Killer Frost is going to have this like redemption, like or, or I'm sorry, you're gonna, I ruined my whole thing. You're going to tell me that Killer Frost is going to have this thing where she can never, like she's this diehard villain, kill everybody, but what happened to the biggest, baddest villain in all of cinema? He got redeemed. He got redeemed. So, but you I, know I what he did right after he got redeemed? He died. Exactly, because nobody wants to see Darth Vader chilling out with the good guys. Like that's the thing. From a story element, like once you go, once you go down the path of the dark side, forever will it dominate your destiny, as it did Obi Wan's apprentice, which is actually true. Yes, he was redeemed, but in the midst of his downfall, like there was no fully coming back. Look at look at. Uh, look at how his legacy has impacted the the galaxy. We're go, we're going into Star Wars talk here, but only for just a brief moment to make a point. Look at how his his legacy has impacted the galaxy as well as his son. So much so that even in the early drafts of Episode Eight, Anakin, when he returns as as some sort of like Force ghost, he's almost caught between both Anakin and Vader. The concept art is haunting. Uh, so point being that. I'm not saying that she can't go redemptive. I'm just saying that if she does go redemptive, that means she going to die. And and I think that's the best way to serve a character like that. It, it, the, the tragedy uh, that's just inherent in that kind of redemption, I think, is the best way to service that character. So I think, yeah, she's going to go bad, but she's going to come back and she's going to redeem herself at the expense of either her – uh, you know, you know, she'll sacrifice herself to save to save people or whatever. Like, I, but I think that's I think it's gonna. I think she's she's not that twisted and evil. Uh, you know, she's not more cold than than woman. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> All right. So I, but yeah. So I, so I think that you know her path is not uh set to be a permanent villain once she becomes Killer Frost. And I think there there is an avenue there for her redemption. And I I think in order to service the character the best, it has to be that tragic kind of edge to it. And so, uh, I don't know. That's just what I think is going to happen. So we'll we'll see. You know, I think, uh, I think that's fair. Um, it'd be, it'd be interesting to see what she does. I I guess, you know, I don't want to see killer frost as a hero. That's just something that it feels wrong. The name doesn't, you know, the name doesn't really, uh, 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 fit the name of a hero per se. And, you know, I do like the idea of, of taking her dark. And, and like you say, if they do a redemptive path in, in like her sacrificing herself for the team, that would, there's something poetic about that. But, uh, one right. way or the other, I think that's a long way away. I think we're, oh, sure. we got it at least a few seasons before we get there. Yeah. All right, man. We've got some great listener feedback in this week. But first, we want to tell you about the sponsor for this week's episode. That's the good folks at Bean Fruit Coffee. Uh, if you've not done so already, head over to beanfruit.com. Check out their products that they have there. Excellent coffee. Those are uh, roasted uh, to perfection with some wonderful, wonderful blends. You got to check them out. Beanfruit.com. You want to get that caffeine boost to get your run on. Uh, you should do it. Use the code podcast for 5% off. When you do that, it actually helps this podcast happen. So again, that's beanfruit.com. Get your coffee from the best coffee that's out there and help out Flash TV Talk while you do it. Hey guys, this is Chad Rook and you are listening to Flash TV Talk. Your thoughts, your comments, listener feedback. 
All right, man, listener feedback. So we've got uh, some comments in uh, from Facebook. You want to take that first one? Yeah, the first one comes from Facebook, and it's from Kenneth Hull. And they write, I am beginning to think Alchemy is actually Gideon, who is upset that <laughs> Team Flash and the writers of the show have apparently forgotten about her. I second that. <laughs> oh, man. And, and that's why she teams up with Eobard, because she, she's a villain now. <laughs> What if, what if that it works was, on so many levels? <laughs> what, if, what if they did that? What if what if Alchemy was maybe not Gideon, but was just like a stand-in for like you know all the gripes that the like that the uh, that the fans have? <laughs> like, yeah, like well, we're gonna be good. We're, we're Gideon. Yeah, like that. That's that's hilarious. Well done. Kenneth. Oh, that'd be brilliant. Well done. Yeah. Uh, I, I, in in like I'll, I'll go ahead and give you. Uh, let's let's just pretend for a moment that's a serious uh, a pr- projection right there. <laughs> I'm gonna say, gonna say no. However, Gideon, I would imagine that Gideon, of all people or things, would be able to tell the differences beyond, you know, with changes to the timeline. Gideon does seem to exist for that very purpose. Maybe. Yeah. Ooh, what if Alchemy is using Gideon? Ooh, ah, interesting. Think about that for a while. Uh, we also got on for Facebook William uh, Marchbanks, uh, who says, "Is anyone else starting to wonder if the whole is Harrison Wells good or evil thing is going to be a theme every season?" See, yeah, this is kind of what I was talking about earlier. And uh, William, you know, I, I, like I mentioned, I love the fact that we're going to get a different Wells every episode. Don't know if I'm really on board with the whole is he, isn't he? So that's that's kind of uh, that, that that's kind of my hangup. So we'll have to see how it goes. Uh, I, I again, I don't mind them being a new or being there. Uh, I don't mind there being a new Harrison Wells every episode. But the whole, you know, waiting on bated breath to find out whether or not he's a good guy or a bad guy may get old. Yeah, I, I think, you know, the, the the preview for next week's episode tended to it seemed as though it was going to set that up as a storyline. I don't think that's going to be the case. I think that's a bit of a bait and switch. Um, I think I think it's more of just, you know, we're adjusting to a new Harrison Wells. And uh, and so we're going to we're going to or it could be alchemy shenanigans. Who knows? Could be. Well, no, because that'd be a different timeline. Exactly. On Earth yeah, That's right. Yeah. Although we still don't really fully understand how alchemy's powers work. That's true. Yeah. Uh, we also got an iTunes review in from Flower Pants, one of the best iTunes handles I've seen. Uh, says focused. <laughs> says focused and knowledgeable hosts. Says this podcast is a joy to listen to. The hosts keep on point and offer deep insights from comic book perspective. Uh, it's clear that these guys do their proper research before doing the show. This is a very enjoyable podcast and I highly recommend it. Also send some money to these guys. They totally deserve it for such a great show. Oh, thank you. Flower fans. Yes. Know. Do that. Do do all of you do that right now. Do, Every do, time you write an iTunes review, give us money. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, flower pets. Thank you so much. And uh, yeah, you know, like I like I mentioned at the top of the show, for those of you who stayed tuned after the uh, the music, there's a reason why the final product makes us look as though we are uh, focused and on point, and that's because of editing. Post production goes a long way, people. If you were a podcaster, take note. Uh, but you could still have some fun with it as well. So uh, if you enjoy shenanigans, that was for the. Uh, check out after last week's episode, but, uh, but yeah, thank you so much. We do put a lot of effort into making sure that we keep the, uh, the final product on point presenting you with some high quality entertainment or infotainment as it were, uh, about all things flash. So great, great stuff. Flower pants. Now, bell, I mentioned at the top of the show, we are going to be <laughs> right. B says flower pants, clearly not a live stream listener. <laughs> <laughs> professionalism that's right all right so uh bell as i mentioned at the top of the show we are going to be giving away a free digital comic this week Woo! are you ready i'm ready who is our lucky winner all right you want to drum it up let's go old school drum 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 man that is old school takes me back right there now, the way that we decide, determine who gets a free digital comic, this comes specifically from folks that have left us iTunes reviews. So if you want to be in the running to get a free digital comic, uh, head over to iTunes, write us review. Every single time we get a multiple of 10, we give away a free digital comic. Next time, it could be you if you haven't done it this time. And if you already have done it, you're in it until you win it. So that being said, who is the winner this week? Y-D-C-J-U-E-D-F-I-E-A-X-5. <laughs> All right. Hang on. Do you have it in the show notes? I got to read this. Well, why? So hang on. We, we can figure this out. Jude Fo, Fio. Jude Fio. Because E-A-X means O? Oh, that that's that's like Fio. Fio. Like. Yeah, that's what I said. Fio. Jude Fio. Why, yeah. Why DC? Young Justice. 
Well, young or D- young DC Justice Universe Epsilon Delta B O five. Well, there you go. When it comes to you know who you are. So, uh, yeah. so, so reach out. We'll get you set up. Thank you so much for writing us that review. Uh, we appreciate it. By the way, as I mentioned before, go ahead right over to iTunes and write us a review. It's a great way to uh, help support the show. Another great way to help support the show is doing so by listening on the Satchel Podcast Player, where you can do things like send a few dollars to help this show happen. Uh, we really appreciate that. Uh, we also would encourage you, if you have not done so already, satchelplayer.com is a place to go to get that podcast player. Check us out there. And... You can also follow us throughout the week. You can follow us on Twitter at Flash TV Talk, as well as our personal accounts at Ring That Bell for Bell at The Real Bo York for me. And if 140 characters isn't enough to express your love for our show, feel free to email us at flash at podastery.com. That's P O D A S T E R Y.com. And for the latest news and daily discussions on all things Flash, be sure to like our Facebook page at facebook.com slash Flash TV Talk. Also, a special thanks to Charlie Bach, who provides our awesome outro music. That's soundcloud.com slash Charlie Bach. Uh, as I mentioned before, reviewing the show on iTunes puts you in the uh, runner to win a free digital comic. Next time, it could be you. We want to thank you all for tuning in this week and subscribing to the show and telling your friends about the show as well. If you love The Flash, you want to get some more Flash engagement with the fan community, let's grow the community. Let them know about it, flashtvtalk.com. Until next week, guys, we'll be back in a flash. Welcome to Flash TV Talk, the fan podcast dedicated to news, reviews, and more for the hit W show, the hit CW show, The fan Flash. Wait, wait. Oh, see, 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 hang on. And time, we got remnants, time, time remnants. Time remnants. Sorry, sorry. Uh, time remnants. <sighs> well, this is starting off to be lovely. I think I think I'm 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 feeling very good about this. And and, and props to Jonas552 in the chat who recognized it almost instantaneously. Well, well, uh, well to you, Jonas. Look, when it comes to music, there is none other than Jonas. <gasps> Flash CW B is back in town, B. ladies and gentlemen. B, we've been worried about you, uh, and we the are. Chat's glad. just been a little bit darker, a little bit darker since it, you've been gone. Well, let us know. Since you've been gone, no, no shenanigans. What do we say, man? I'm sorry. What do sorry. we say?
Those those Only- were shenanigans. <laughs> we Only are mirror related pro- shenanigans. We, no, we are shenanigans. professional here. If you wanna make the world a better place, take a look at yourself and then make a change. Heed the advice. Ah, no, 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 Bell. Look, I'm asking if he'll change his ways. The, the, the song is relevant on multiple meanings because I'm looking at myself in a mirror right now saying, no shenanigans, man in the mirror. And- <laughs> those are the same, the same lyrics to the Batman theme song. Batman, like right at the end. Na 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 the Flash. Sick of being upsold at gyms? My guy, you're currently a base member. For $90 more, I can upgrade you to our Shred membership. For $130 more, you'll be a swole member. And for just $300 more, you'll reach Sweat Platinum. At Planet Fitness, you'll get energy without the upsell. Never pushy, always free fitness training and equipment for every workout. It's fitness that fits your budget. Join Planet Fitness for just $1 down and $10 a month. Cancel anytime. Deal ends Friday, May 10th. See Home Club for details.